it is one of the greatest gifts to be able to create wealth and be able to help other people earn for their families in a way that honors their family. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another incredible episode of For the Love of Money. I can't wait for you to hear today's episode. I'm sitting down with my good friend, Marshall Morris. Now, he is the founder of several successful companies. He's an expert in e-commerce, but you probably know him best as the founder of iHeartDogs.com. Now, you don't just know him from iHeartDogs.com because the company is so successful and everywhere, but also because they do giving back better than anyone else I know. They just got done giving their 18 millionth meal to dogs and shelters, among so many other things that they support. So you're going to love this episode where we talk about where this generosity came from and his upbringing and why he's such a talented entrepreneur, why he's so good at helping other people uh, learn how to monetize themselves and what all the coming trends are for 2020 that you need to know about if you plan on selling anything, including your own personality online. So this episode is one that as we head into the new year is absolutely going to make or break your level of success. And I'm so excited for you to hear it. And Marshall's coming to train at our elite level mastermind. He's going to lift the curtain on all of the hacks they use in order to blow up all of their mega e-commerce sites, all of their brands. I cannot wait for my elite mastermind members to be in that room with Marshall learning from the marketing genius himself. It's really a special, special privilege. We've got probably just a couple of spots left, maybe none by the time you hear this. But as of right now, as I record this, just a couple of spots left in the 2020 Elite Level Mastermind. If you want to apply for it and jump on the phone with me to see if you're a good fit, go to fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash mastermind. Again, fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash mastermind. If you want to lock arms with me, let my team and I and all of my talented entrepreneur friends grow your business for 12 months in 2020. Then go to fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash mastermind. You must be making $500,000 a year in 2020 or higher to be a part of this group. And if that's you, once again, go to fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash mastermind. In the meantime, get ready for some free knowledge and a whole bunch of genius coming your way because I am about to blow your mind with Marshall Morris. Here we go. Marshall Morris, my friend. How are you doing, man? I am great. I'm great. Thanks. Dude, it is good to have you back on the show. A lot of new listeners don't realize you were one of the original gangsters. That OG. Was, yeah, in the first year of the show, a couple of years ago. So it's great to have you back. Oh, it's good to be back, man. I love this. So something different that we're doing now that I don't think we were doing back then is I've been starting my show with rapid fire. It's a fun way for people to get to know you in a hurry. And if something really okay. good comes up, we'll circle back around. You ready? Okay. All right. Where'd you grow up? Uh, upstate New York. And where do you live now? In Southern California. My just south of me, my southern neighbor. Yes, we're just yeah, brothers in the. In the <laughs> but southern we don't California. see each other enough. We got we got to fix that. Yeah, we're gonna fix that. What's one of your favorite quotes? Let's see. Oh my gosh, there's so many. I'd say the one lately I love is like, "You live better when you give better." 
Oh, I've never heard that. And I freaking love it. I almost want to get that tattoo. That is so good. What's <laughs> my, what? nine-year-old, my nine-year-old told me that, by the way. Really? Just, just like spit that out like... I, okay. I was like... I'm yes. literally writing it down right now. You live better when you give better. God, so that's so good. Great. Okay. Sorry. I don't mean to get so caught up in that quote, yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. a showstopper. Yeah. We're in the same world. Like I was like, well, yes. You, listen, there's a tribute to you as a parent when your nine-year-old comes up with a quote like that. I know. I was like, can I borrow that? He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We might have to yeah. circle back around and talk about parenting. There's clearly okay. something you're doing right. What's one of your superpowers? Um, I would say uh, intuition. Like, So from, from me, I'm able to take information in and I get a, a feeling for the vision of something, mm-hmm. even though I don't know how, how it's actually going to manifest. Mm-hmm. But I, I, get the feel, I know it's going to happen. So... Uh, in the business, a lot of times I'll tell my partner, "Hey, we need to do this," and he'll be like, "It'll be like crazy." But six months later, we're doing it. Wow, that's insane! So, yeah, so that's I think that's one of my superpowers. I love it. What is one of your favorite books? Uh, actually, I love the Bible. So, from a historical context, I've been doing a lot of reading because, like, with some of the best wisdom. I mean, people learn the same lessons over and over and over, and so I love unpacking wisdom from the Bible, and then also uh, really getting into history of the times and the context. And uh, that for me, that's I really, I've really been in a season where I've been enjoying that. Like a fascinating deep dive, total deep dive, like context, history, and like what's going on at the time, and like what the government's like, right? And so it gives you more meaning. You're, you're adding a dimension to what you're reading. That's really cool. What is something you're challenged by right now? Uh, one of the things I'm challenged by right now is um, as an entrepreneur, I think that you, uh, ma- managing emotions. So like. Anxiety and depression, I think, are part of uh, chasing highs and lows. Uh, like, and in business, you have well, the more people you have relying on you, and you know this, the more responsible you are for them. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, sixty people that feed their family because of us. So, uh, managing that. So, I think that uh, I think that's a journey that I'm on in um, believing in myself, uh, honoring the skills that I've learned, and then also carrying that forward. But managing emotion, I think, is a very difficult thing as an entrepreneur. We're definitely going to circle back to that. What is one of your favorite accomplishments so far? Um, I would have to say like what we just did. We just hit 18 million meals um, donated to shelters and rescues in need. And um, I think that uh, at a global perspective, it's one, we're one of the only companies that have ever done that in our, in our space. And so I'm thankful for the community. And that's a big deal for us because... You know, we work really hard to make that happen. 18 million meals. I can't wait to circle back around on that one. A couple more here. What's something generous you've done recently? I think you just answered that. Yeah. Yep. That's one of the ones too. We do a lot of that. Um, for example, we like I love people who have talent that uh, that I call them kings that they don't know they're kings yet, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I have an, uh, one of the things is I love being a part of their lives. And so uh, recently. Um, I've been able to uh, be like really step in and help mentor people mm-hmm. uh, that I just see the greatness in them, and I'm you know it's been a, and so I've been really enjoyed being a part of their process and helping them manifest that out. Man, I love that. Last but not least, what are you grateful for today, Marshall? Oh, I'm so grateful for our, my family. Like yeah. uh, I talk with my wife; she's definitely there's definitely a we in everything I operate. I think. To be successful in any area of life, you need to have support. You take your kingdom with you, mm-hmm. and so um, my wife is my rock, and she's is a an absolute player. I mean, people don't know I'm kind of the puppet. Yeah, like I have ideas, and she she clarifies them and brings a lot of clarity into to every discussion. And she's very involved in the business from a advisory standpoint. 
Um, so I call her my strategist, but uh, I'm so thankful for her. And then the, the, the we have two boys, and we're just we're just thankful they're healthy uh, and happy. I love it. Amen. All right, so let's dive into yeah. a few deeper questions here. And okay. it's funny because you know this is an audio podcast, so people can't see what I'm looking at right now. But right behind you is an Inc. 5000 award and an Inc. 500 award, mm-hmm. and you are a legendary, a legendary marketer. And it all started with you just being a kid that grew up a humble pastor's kid yep. and you rapidly turned into a guy who sold his first company for seven figures at just 28 years old. Yeah. So yep. take us back there a little bit. How did you come so far so quickly? Um, you know, I think that, uh, I think that you instill this in your children. So um, my dad's a pretty driven individual and always has been. And you mirror like the behavior, like it, you you really set examples for your kids. And so I think from growing up, you see him. And he was also an entrepreneur too, a budding entrepreneur. And so I, I remember back in the day when he would like him be on the phone. And I don't know if you're early, early 90s internet. One of the biggest things was like buy an e-commerce store and like we'll put knickknacks in there and people buy online stuff. I remember him on the phone like trying to figure out like how that worked. Like, so I pay you 500 bucks and then I get a website. You know, back then it was just new, but he was always kind of, innovative and he was learning. He's a learner, but he reads books every... He's always reading. So he set a model. And I think that that set a trajectory for me in a hunger. And, and, and it really started the kind of my hunger for learning and education. And then um, one of the things is being uh, being a, like the pastor's kid. I think also growing up too, I uh, you know we didn't have a lot of money at all. And so you know when everyone's getting new shoes, it's not, it's not like we were poor, poor, but you know, we didn't like that wasn't really it yeah. was an option. They were servants, so I had to get really creative with that. So I had to make money really early. So I was always selling stuff. Like my big hustle in grade school was like, I after Halloween the candy goes off seventy percent off at like CBS. I'd buy all that and then I'd be selling candy for the next. Come like, on, you had that vision when you were yeah. how old? Uh, that was like third grade, dude. Was, that's amazing. Yeah. So I was selling shock tarts, by the way. Shock tarts were the thing. I remember shock tarts. What'd you charge yeah. for a shock tart? Do you remember? Oh man, I was I was slinging nickels. It was like <laughs> <laughs> it was in nickels, and so I would like come home with this mass. I take a lunchbox and come home with all these nickels, um, and so uh, and I think they fostered that too. Like they, I was always early on. I was like, I would have my own little. Uh, I grab my video camera. I would do sales pitches on TV, like I make my own TV show, where I I pitch things like a pitch man. And, and they kind of foster that. So sales has kind of always been my DNA. And um, so moving, so really coming through life, it's been able to look, walk into opportunities and then really sell my way into them and figure out what people want and need and then how to deliver that to them. Man, that's so cool. What was that company that you sold when you were 28? I forget. Uh, it was called modified.com. So this was like, uh, it's basically an auto trader for custom cars. It's it's still up. So Basically, it was a yeah, it's a niche. So it was just a, it was a, a tech. It was a classified platform, if you if you will. So cool. I mean, yeah. your your foresight when you and I sit down and have conversations is unlike anyone else I talk to, and it it that shows that you've been crafting this muscle, and it was also just a part of your DNA since you were a kid. Because yeah. you 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 think next level. You see things, see trends coming. You see things coming that other yeah. people don't see. You talked about your father playing a really big role in you being this entrepreneur and, and your parents supporting right. developing this muscle. Do right. you see yourself doing that for your children today? 
Yeah, I think that uh, I do. And I think that they, see, I try to get them involved in business. In fact, I'll ask them, like, what ideas do you have for dad? And oh, so whatever- that's cool. Whenever they see a dog, my little four-year-old says, daddy's work, daddy's work. So um, so I asked him, do you know what I do? And he says, yes. And I try to explain it. So I, I said, hey, I need some ideas. So he'll come up with ideas for me. I think you should do this. I think you should do this. That's fun. And um, I think they're all different though. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think that's one of the things is I realized is like, uh, uh, I have definitely grew up with ADD, like mm-hmm. the, the, the poster child. And so like... Uh, that's like square peg round hole for a lot of education and learning and things. I think we've gotten better in, in identifying uniqueness in children and really fostering that. And so I think for each kid, it's really figuring out what they want. But um, I really, I, I, I love it when they think like an entrepreneur, it, it, like there's something inside of me that just lights up because it's fun. So last night we started so, playing Monopoly. So like the idea with it, and the reason I want to do that is because I want to teach them about money early mm-hmm. And then also like kind of how things work. And then you got the real estate aspect. So it's a, it's a really fun thing. That's so cool. So your four-year-old and your nine-year-old have been dishing you up recommendations on how to market to animals, market to pets. Have you ever taken one of those ideas? And has it worked? Yeah, they come up with the great ideas. Um, they're like, they'll say, hey, you should do a collar with the dog's name on it. You know, they do things yeah. like and so um, I, I, anything good, I'll take. I mean, in fact, uh, t- my wife, I always let her know this. Like she actually has come up with... I, she has, she's actually got a really good uh, batting average. So like, I think uh, the ideas she's given me have made millions of dollars wow. for our company. Like she has a couple records. That's <laughs> so, okay. We need to borrow her for some ideas up here. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like trying to get as much as I can out of her. So <laughs> I want to go back to the quote that your nine-year-old gave you. Yeah. And that is... You live better when you give better. This is one thing I know to be true about you. But come on, man. Nine years old coming up with something like that. Talk to me about parenting as a busy entrepreneur. How are you doing this so successfully? Um, I think every parent would say, no matter what level, that they always feel like they can do better. You know, yeah. One thing my wife and I really try to be as uh, transparent as possible is when how, how we give and what we give and why we give. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, affirming, being generous. Uh, and uh, when they exhibit those behaviors, and so you model it more. We and I think that, so. For us, really, generosity is a thing we enjoy. Like if I mm-hmm. could just give money away and, yeah. and and actually help people, whether whether it be time, talent, treasure, whatever. Like me and my wife are both like we sign up for that. Wow, I so, love that. Well, so, do you have an example like where you do something and you give your children, hey, this is why we did this, this is why we gave. Yeah. So, like for example, like um, and I'm trying to give an example that. We love being anonymous angels. Mm-hmm. That's our favorite thing to do. It's so, so fun um, as a family, isn't it? So fun. It, so what we'll do is like it could be someone who needs something. If we can be, get them involved in it, if it's physically buying something for product for them, we'll have them involved in the process. Um, we'll tell them about it if it makes sense for them and if they can understand. And then the good, like, and then usually they'll ask questions, and that's really the great time to be like, why? Like, why do you do that? Um, yeah, that's so cool. I love that. Okay, so. Now is a good time for us to get into this entire concept of giving because yep. it's literally our shared ethos. It's it's one yep. of the things that you and I had in common from the beginning. So let's talk about how giving back to your community actually grows your business. And as I said in the intro, you're one of the founders of iHeartDogs.com among many other massively successful companies. And every single purchase made on that site provides a meal to an animal in a shelter. And you just gave us the update. 18 million meals. That's insane. That is the coolest thing ever. So what impact has 
this generosity had on your business? Well, I think so. I think when you're so we we practice a model I like to call transactional giving, which is you're not just giving at the end of the surplus; you're giving every transaction. And so the more successful you are, the more you give. It's a really awesome concept. And even months when you're like say feel like you're not as successful, you still give at, at a great level. So um, I think that it changes the, the business from business perspective. It, it there's so many there's so many benefits to it. I think one of the biggest one is you're going to attract certain types of people. Mm-hmm. And those people you attract have that vein of generosity. And that's one of our core values. And so they tend to be generous with their time. They tend to be generous with other people. And so like, uh, if an or- as an organization scales, you need generous people embedded in it because it gives you the flexibility to adapt and overcome and, and all that. So uh, we attract amazing market talent to us by being generous. And we get um, such talented people that um, have that are that are really talented skill wise and generous and there's nothing more powerful I think because mm. you get it creates connected tissue yeah okay so how do you demonstrate to your customers and to everybody that you are giving with every purchase because I think you do this so masterfully yeah so it's storytelling we everyone loves a good story uh, and so the idea most businesses say what they do and that's it it's just like yeah. Like you, you can say what you do, but when you really do it, that's when people say that's who you are. Mm-hmm. So um, for us, it's do, it's actually we the, you say we message it everywhere we can, so you know. But in addition, we film and we do media, transformational media, showing uh, actually the impact, mm-hmm. and then we bring back that to the customer. We also bring statements from shelters and rescues. Like we're verifying as much as possible this is happening uh, beyond any reasonable doubt. In video, um, send it to your email list, social media, the well, whole nine yards. Yep, nonstop. And so, um, it, I mean, literally, we build it in every single D- piece of DNA. Like it's mm-hmm. integrated fully, not just in, it's in everything. And it's in our language, the way we talk. And so that credibility is a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. So you can believe someone's doing good. When you, when you see them doing good, it's a whole different world. It's amazing. Like they, Not just your customers wanting to, to really yep. support you, but I love how you said it attracts a better team. Yeah. It attracts people want to be a part of a team that's not just doing well, but doing good. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And that's how we're wired. And so from a generosity standpoint, a lot of people... I mean, people can... like We get a lot of people within huge companies. I mean, they're, they're extremely talented, but they're like, they want purpose. Like all of us want to want to feel like we have a purpose in in our vocation, and so um, by being part of that company, they're able to leverage their skill set in a way. And it's hard work. We work really hard and really smart, but um, they're at the end of the day, they know they can rest in the fact that they're changing the world, mm-hmm. and like they can see it and they're part of it. And it's incredible what that does for morale. It's incredible what it does for connections and opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's it, like we had Tony Bennett just tweet us the other day. It was like, I was like, I did I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I, I give with our dogs. It's like, no way. That's you know, so cool. Yeah. And like Chris Harder, <laughs> you guys know who he is. He's super famous. And like, so it's just like, it's just like you, you attract this people who will really value that. And when you show you're doing it, it it's a whole, like I said, it's a whole other level of connection you have with people, Man, customers, people online, whatever. It's really cool. Okay, let me ask you a question about being a faith-centered individual because I know that you're a very faith-centered individual. One of the things I love about you. And a lot of times people in that circle will 
say, uh, you shouldn't talk about what you give, you know, all, all the rhetoric that you hear. Yet yeah. you are out here giving in the spotlight, putting propaganda behind it, really showing it, which by the way, I'm a huge supporter of. Talk to me about that right there. Yeah. So I think that like, and I grew up, by the way, I grew up so not really understanding money. And so like to earn money, you have to learn money. Uh, and so like from, from that perspective, it's uneducated people who have that response. They just don't know. Um, and they have instantly usually have a triggered response, fear-based or, or whatever. So the way that I look at it is um, if you can inspire anyone to do better, I mean, we're going to have these conversations in anyways, and, and people are always searching for how to understand, digest, and there's a hunger for knowledge in that area because everyone has to handle that. And so from a faith-based perspective, there's a lot of wrong information. And that wrong information is held by people who, uh, who, who, who are faith-based and the people who aren't. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if you can, un if you're walking out there and you're like, I'm not ashamed, like I'm going to do good stuff in the world and you can, and you can walk right alongside me. Um, I think it actually, the right people, it moves them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who are going to have problems with that, but that's an internal battle. That's not your battle. So like for me, it's, it's like, for us, it's just like, we want to live in, in a way that inspires other people. And the only way to do that is to show them you're doing it. I love that. I mean, I always use the basic example of when you're in a, a coffee shop line, you buy a coffee for the person behind you and, and that gives them the idea to buy the coffee for the person behind them and, and turns into this chain of 30 people long, right? That chain of generosity doesn't happen without one person seeing somebody else give. That's what sparks the ideas, what reminds us that internally we are giving individuals, right? So right. I'm a big fan of giving out loud so that you can inspire other people to do the same thing in their way. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think that what it comes down to is that person has to check themselves. Like we, we have response to giving out loud. And, and if you are like, I would challenge people in this way. If you feel that makes you uncomfortable and people give out loud, uh, I would really look internally because chances are there is something that happened or an experience you have or a belief you hold that you may not realize that's keeping you from opening yourself up to, to really an abundant life. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's a trigger that I, I did, I think, early on. was, it, And I realized it was because I didn't understand money. Like There's fear about money because like, oh gosh, it's evil if you have too much or something. Like this just weird stuff. But it's actually a tool. It's just it's as use. It's a hammer. So like, when did you, you get over that? Do you remember the age, or do you remember a moment that you went from having your own issues around money to being like, wait a minute, I'm going to have a ton of it, and I'm going to talk about it. You know, I think it probably happened over a decade ago, and it was definitely a lot of internalizing. Like, like the it's like when you grab sand with your hand, the harder you squeeze, the more you lose. With money, it's like. There's the, the harder you hold to these certain belief systems, like the harder it is to make, to you're keeping yourself from being able to make it. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, it was really like I think being able to give, and I think I think for me and my wife was giving like we're, what it was. I think was we had we had just saved up a little bit of money, like we were so excited, and we had gone through a, a tremendously hard time where we were essentially homeless, and so we had we saved up enough, and and we were like we're going to pay our cars off. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal. And we felt, and all of a sudden, we had both felt like we need to give this away. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and so we're holding this money like, man, we got to pay the cars off. No, finally, this is such a goal. Like, you know, you know, pay the cars off, debt free, whatever. But we also, God moved us in like, you got to give this. You and told us the like, story last time. Can you, can you go a little deeper? Because it's such yeah. an important story to remind these people. You, here you are struggling with money, finally yeah. set some up, about to pay off your own cars. Total, like your goal this entire time. Yeah. 
and you felt a calling to give it all away. I want people to yeah. really grasp what you're saying here. Yeah. So in like the amount, it was like $30,000. So it wasn't like five grand. It was a lot of money. And it would empty our accounts. Mm-hmm. Emptied. And um, I think that it, what it was, what we looked around the world and we just, after going through really tough times, um, we had, we, it opened our heart to people who are going through tough times. Mm-hmm. And your experience will uh, open the door to your giving, yeah. usually. That's how it works. So we, and we're fresh off that, right? So we fresh off feeling like stuck, you know, nowhere to turn. And then, so we, well, that wound is still healing, but it's, it's a new one and it, it's fresh. And so we're like, we're going to do this. But it was, but then we had an opportunity where it was like this, that the exact amount almost, like one of those. And both me and my wife were like, we want to, we want to sow into people the way we, people like really sewed into us. And it was a very difficult, like very, very, very emotional process. But, uh, and so we, we were able, so we did that. And the craziest thing is like instantly the next week, like there was, I think in the next 60 days or something, uh, we, we end up with double that amount. Yeah. That's insane. Like, Do you, are you allowed to add color around how you came across this opportunity to give exactly the amount you had saved and then how you doubled it? Yeah. So I don't really remember how it doubled. I think it was actually an un, uh, unexpected distribution yeah. from the business. Um, but what it was, was my wife and I were in, I think we we're in service, a church service or something like that. And um, there we both got this. And this is something that I've realized too, is like when we get, when we give together, it, that there's such a, it, it, it deepens your relationship. Like when you're, and we're both wired that way. And so um we were, and it was like, I think the, the call to action was that there was definitely a very serious need mm-hmm. uh, it, for people who had way less than we had even when we were broke. Yeah. Wow. Let that sink in. I hope people heard that. Even when you feel broke, there are people that are way more in need than you are. Totally. And um, I think that hit us like, wow, like we, we thought we had it bad, but like there's people who have it way worse. And so I think the opportunity to be part of that and part of the movement of, of so, you know, really m- working with people and, and ministering to people and all that was powerful. And we both like looked at it. And I remember my wife was crying because she, she's, resist, she's resisting because there's pain around uh, what we just felt. And so we just felt like we just put some stuff together, finally out of it. And so, um, but we both were just like, you know, we just had faith that it would, that this is. We knew we needed to do this, and it also did something. It did healing. It helped heal our past um, in a really interesting way too. Like when you when you can help someone else with the hurt you've had, it heals you in a different way. Yeah, it really does expand on that. Why is that? Do you think? I think it strengthens you, and I think it strengthens you because I think that you are the enemy for so long is now. Uh, you're you're resolving the enemy for somebody else in a sense. Like mm-hmm. you're you're basically allowing you're 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 able to be the person you wish you had. Yeah. So far, you're, I mean, so far you're literally telling us giving is good for business. Giving is good for the relationship. Giving is good for parenting. Giving is good for healing your past wounds. Like it's the secret to everything, man. Yeah, and I would say it's money is just one tool. Like. Like I feel like that one of my gifts is being able to create wealth, mm-hmm. um, but it, time is another one. It's just as valuable, if not more, in many many cases. It could be some like it's not just money. Money tends to be the things that we the world we live in. But um, there's a lot of people who just need time, and that time is that. I think that you gift. used the term time, talents, and treasures earlier. Yeah. I think that came out of your mouth, right? 
Yeah. What a but, great line. So it's, it's usually one of those. And so people are gifted in one or the other, or they have more abundance in one or the other, and that's what they can sow. And then they actually end up getting the same thing back. But um, certainly, yeah. Why do you so, think you're so good at helping people develop wealth? I think that just as a skill set, I've been given the the gift of being able to build wealth mm-hmm. using the intuition, like that gift. So like they'll look ahead and say, okay, this is coming down and these are the pieces that are going to happen. Now let's figure out how to actually build that. And I think that when I when I help when I help other people see that vision, then it gives them the perspective they need to execute. And then as part of delivering a great product or service, they're able to create income. That's so cool. Yeah. So I think it's just helping them see the world the way I see it. We're moving into 2020. How do you yeah. see the world in 2020? What's coming up for you? <laughs> so I, I got to think I mentioned, uh, I, I want to write a book mm-hmm. actually. Um, and, uh, and I think I told you the working title, the uh, good business is always good business. Yep. Amen and, to that. Yeah. And like, I, cause I think that the, what I've experienced in creating a profitable business. So like the kind of premise is how to win hearts and minds while, while profitably changing the world. Mm. Boy, do we need this book ASAP. Yeah. I know a lot of people that need to read this book. So my, my wife's like, you need to write it. And actually, I have another one that's more personal development later. But that one is more of like what I've been able to experience and see. I think this even goes to the world we live in. I have been able to connect with people that I've never would have ever had a possible connection with, whether it be just because our circles don't overlap or location around generosity. Mm-hmm. It is a universal language. Yeah. Uh, it does not ever need translated, right? And so um, it's much like music in the way where it, it connects people intimately very quickly. And, um, and so f- as far as the book goes, uh, it'll really be about our journey and how people can do that too. Because the more people that do that, the better the world gets. And I think that that's what the world actually needs is pioneers because it overflows into your people, mm-hmm. into your customers, into your families. And you start a ripple that impacts your vendors and then so on and so forth. And so like we have 40 million people across social media. So we're able to drip gen- generosity out around the globe. Yeah. And that's just... For me, that's, there's nothing better. When do you think you'll have this book out? Um, now, now I've got the timeline. You know, it's got to come out. I don't like. I'm learning, so here's the thing. I got to figure this out, right? So, um, but I've already lived the book, so I'm going to just write it. So, I think in the next six months, I'm going to have it out. Listen, you know, we've been there, done that. I will do whatever it takes to help you get. Oh the yeah, book out. I will be a a raging advocate of this thing when it comes out. So, I'll help you get it out, and then I'll be a raging advocate. It is oh, right yeah. up my alley, and anything you do, you know, you know, I'm behind. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, I think that uh, I would. I love it. As soon as I get it out, you know, the goal is to get it in hands because I want it to transform businesses because it just it changes everyone's lives. Everyone is better yeah. when they're generous. Do you have an email list or somewhere that people can opt in right now so that they get your communications around when this book's going to come out? No, I don't, but that's I'm going to. Um, you, I have mm at iheartdogs.com. It's mm at iheartdogs.com. That's where I kind of. Do this, but like this literally has been like the concept of this of this book specifically really manifests itself pretty quickly um, as things do, right? Like it was just like boom, this is what needs to happen, and so um, it's I'm still just catching up <laughs> to like the the outpouring of what I feel like I need to do with this to change business, and change lives, and change the world. So there will be eventually for sure, dude. I cannot wait for that to come out. So I want to stay on 2020 for a minute. Okay. Yep, you use video marketing so well. And I've been over here beating the drums that if you're not doing videos, period, at an insane rate in 2020, you're going to be left behind. 
What are your thoughts on that? Accurate, not accurate? And what should we be doing to get our message, build our audience, and make some sales in 2020? Okay. So uh, 100% videos on the radar. We're actually investing in... I'm going to be producing shows. I'm going to be pitching some TV shows. Like I'm going to become a transformation. So this is my thing for... My affirmation for 2020 is a transformational media mogul. Right? Oh, okay. And video is a big player in that. So I have um, the great... When we get offline, I can't say it right now. I have the greatest show ever that I have to tell you about. Okay. okay. Well, like... Okay. So we have to... Yes. I, so video 100%. Here's how you do it. It's not about selling a product. It's actually about connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And um, so video is doing video well. The biggest challenge I see from people who are creative or who have a really great vision for their brand is they overproduce things. And, and when you over... Or even you produce it to a level of like, you know, a really high level themselves. So it's them or they have a couple of team members. The challenge is it's really hard to produce video and get a lot of it out yeah. because uh, there's so many things you can finesse and it's left up to you to decide if it's good or not. And I, here's the thing. We have more success literally just saying, showing up high, like not even producing, not overproducing, just showing up and in, in, in letting people understand who you are so they can feel your ethos and, and how you operate. That is more impactful. In fact, all the statistics we have, and we've run millions and millions of dollars in video marketing, the general cell phone video outperformed uh, media that's been like, like produced by far. So what you're saying here is stop saying, I don't have the equipment, the videographer, the editor, the know-how. Set up your damn iPhone, focus it on you, and just talk about what matters. Yeah, here, let me drop this one on you. This one. So there's more technology in the cell phone than there was in the spaceship that we went, we sent to the moon when we sent guys there. So, nice. like, you got to help me with that. <laughs> you can't, like, you can, over, you can overthink it. People overthink yeah. it. Get on there. That's the thing is just communicate value. And uh, I think live video is a big part of that. So, we're going to be doubling down on live video a lot this year. We're going to be shooting, we're launching our dogs podcast in LA. We're, we'll interview celebrities and things with their dogs and their relationships. We're going to be doing, all this media, um, but video is important. And there's another stat: uh, ninety people watch about ninety-two minutes of video per day wow. right now. Like, I didn't realize that. And like, so it is the world to live in for sure. That's amazing. Okay, so raw video, just do it, just get it out there. It doesn't have to be highly polished. Doesn't have to be highly right. produced. More is probably one of the rare times in life where quantity is better than quality. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I think it's all about authenticity and and adding value. So like. You can't if you're just doing live video and asking for value. It's not going to work for you. You've got to you've got to really add value by like, and I think that's where it comes down to is like, how can you add value to their life, to their walk, to the struggles every day? People are just sitting waiting to get your video, like they're doing life. Yeah. And so when you can jump into life and give help them in life or help them in business, uh, meet them where they are, you're going to have a lot of success. If you're trying to sell them something, mm-hmm. um, then you won't. It just doesn't work. So. But people slowly follow it. And there's this other thing too. It's where we have to hear things. I think it's like nine times before we really get in. Mm-hmm. We really understand it. So like, you've got to be okay communicate, just over communicating value um, without seeing a return. And, and that's a plan. So you just need to plan it out. Like, I'm going to go at this for six months and not like one week because that's not enough uh, in the world. And you're going to be communicating with everyone else who's doing it. But here's the key. The longer you're in it, the more credibility you will have. Yeah. That's true. And the longer you're in it, the more you're just going to get better at doing it, period. Like totally. this whole quantity over quality thing, the quality automatically gets better because you just get good at it with reps. Yep. You get way better. 
Totally. So, uh, and I, when we started video, they said, Hey, once you have video, the brand needs to have a face. People connect with people uh, yeah. over brands. And so um, it's like, okay. And I, I was just like, I don't know what to do. And I was just, but they set a deadline. I'm like, you're doing two lives a week. Right. Wow. And I'm like, ah, so I just, I wait till Friday, Thursday and Friday and jam them in. And then, jam, and then eventually you get more comfortable. You're like, all right. And the people, you see people responding. You're like, oh, this is great. Uh, and then you get more comfortable. So I think the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to get. Uh, and the more accessible it's going to be to you and how you operate. Like the big, Warren Buffett said, the biggest part about business is actually staying alive. Mm-hmm. If you fail, keep going, you'll get opportunities that no one else will be able to get. Yeah. And so if you set a plan and just and you just literally follow that plan, if you can do five a week, two a week, whatever, it's just do it consistently. People are going to notice you because most people start and stop pretty fast. Man, I love everything you have to say. We've talked so much about generosity. There's one last question I want to ask you before we start to put a bow on this thing. When I was doing the rapid fire uh, and I said, what are you challenged by? You said managing anxiety and depression when it comes around being responsible for 65 families. And you were referring to your employees, right? Yep. Yeah. So I feel like when you create a job, you now have somebody depending on that job. So you have the responsibility of making sure that job is a great job and that it is around forever. That's the stance I take on creating jobs. And it's also the greatest reward on the planet. So talk to me about the art of creating jobs, really good jobs that people love and how that's an act of generosity in itself. Yeah, so I'll say too, like uh, I think that there, the, when you struggle with, I think as an entrepreneur with depression and anxiety, that part of it, there's, there's multiple angles. I think you're just managing your emotions. Yeah. Like in a high emotion world and environment. So um, with respect to the job stuff, it is not, there's no greater thing than to um, be able to, have somebody thankful work that is a, they're able to be with you. Mm-hmm. And this is what blows my mind. I, we have a warehouse team and I was talking with one of them and she was, and I, and she had been, her name's Gladys. And so she had been um, like worked for us. And then she was, uh, I think she worked somewhere else and came back and we, I love, she just, I love having her. And I said to her, Hey, Oh, you know, where do you live? I asked him, where, yeah, where do you live? She's like, I live in Lake Elsinore. I'm like, what do you mean? You're commuting to Anaheim. That's every day. That's three hour commute. Each way like, or a round trip? It's about an hour and a half, Jeez, two hours. Three hours a day, I, every day of your life. And I said, why do you do that? She's like, it's a good job. Wow. And, and I was just like, Poof. And so I think that, first of all, being able to be a part of people's lives. I, the, we, we named our business, the main name is Home Life because we wanted to create a life that actually allowed people to do a lot of time at home. Mm-hmm. And so um, when we build it from the ground up, we have a couple of days a week. Everyone works remote. There's a lot of remote work that can be remote, but like the but being able to give them a place that like yeah they can cut out and go see their family. Yeah, they can cut out like and do the, be their kids' function. Yeah, they can take a day personal day if they need it. Like that was really important to us. And so um, being able to create those jobs, you you create thankful team members, and those team members it comes out of their pores and their work. They're more generous. Uh, with everything that they do. And so it is one of the greatest gifts to be able to create wealth and be able to help other people earn for their families in a way that honors their families. Mm. So, Dude, I love that. I think creating jobs is one of the most beautiful things you can possibly do. You know, jobs that people love, like the example, the story that you just told is one of the most beautiful things you can do for humanity because not everyone's cut out to be an entrepreneur, right? right? So if half of us are meant to be entrepreneurs, the other half are meant to support entrepreneurs, which is equally important. And if you can create a situation where that person loves, because people spend more time with their jobs than they do with their family, loves being at that job. That's one of the most beautiful gifts you can give somebody. 
Yeah, and I think the, the other thing too we really intentional about is a safe place, a safe place. Mm-hmm. So our company is, is probably, if you add it up, it's probably majority women. Yeah. Um, and so, um, the, you know, I think it's probably 70, 80% women. It just mm-hmm. is by default because we, we hired the best people. Mm-hmm. And I think that one thing that we really intentionally really work hard on and we want to make sure uh, and we take very seriously is giving them a safe place to operate mm-hmm. uh, that their families uh, are very the thankful for, yeah. right? Because like I've been in jobs and my wife's been in jobs where like the, it was a toxic environment mm-hmm. and it maybe and it wasn't the best place for them to be, but they're stuck for there for a paycheck. Yeah. And so to create an environment that's safe, I think a safe place for people to to like do life with each other is extremely important um, from a business standpoint. And if you are intentional about that, you create a world where people just are, they want to jump on. Like people are knocking at your door trying to figure out how to work for you. And I think that's a really cool thing. Another reason I love you guys. Another reason I love you. I'm so grateful that you're, that you're in our life. Okay. Where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Where should we plug into everything that you're doing? Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm jumping on my Instagram uh, game. Finally. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to start that. I think that's just the easiest. So Marshall, or it's Marshall Morris on Instagram. I think it's, uh, I have to check. It's, I think it's Marshall Morris um, on Instagram. And, um, or you can find, and then I also have the I Heart Dogs, which is, that's the business account. Yeah, people uh, need to totally go check out and support iheartdogs.com. One of the coolest businesses on the planet. Because not only does it have to do with dogs, you know, my passion for dogs, but you give so much, like, you know, back to, uh, veterans through these givebacks back to the shelters. Like you are the most giving individual I could name. And I freaking love it, man. Yeah, thank you. And I'll give you one shout out. So we did thing. We sponsored a fighter recently who's fighting in Dallas. And she's an animal. She's a fighter. We're fighters. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, and I think entrepreneurs are a fighter. So I, I vibe with that. So it's cool. We get to sponsor her soon. She's fighting in Dallas. Um, and um, But uh, it, it's, it's so cool to be a part of... All, to be part of people like you and other people are just passionate about what they do. They believe in their purpose and they're willing to fight to make sure everyone has access to their skills and their gifts. And so yeah. I'm here to, to be an open book. And the last thing I'll say too is um, one thing I'm going to do this year too in 2020 is um, I'm going to roll out a, a good growth mentorship. So like it's literally not a mastermind. It's like I'll take basically maybe two or three multi-million dollar companies and help them figure out how to grow their company profitably and build in good in their DNA. I did this last year and I've, I loved it. I, and uh, so good, it's a good growth uh, mentorship. So I'm really excited about that too. And I'll, How can I'll Lori and I apply with her new company? <laughs> you, guys, you guys are shoeing, man. <laughs> oh man, you're just, you just keep on... You're the gift that keeps on giving. I'm going to go to your wardrobe. I'm going to change all of your outfits out to gift wrap outfits because you are the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you, man. It's... Uh, I think that people, the world needs more people who are willing to have a conversation mm-hmm. and educate, uh, especially around money. And so um, I think I'll tell you what I'm gonna I'm gonna forecast something. Okay, okay. at some point in time, you guys are going to do something for young, the younger generation. Yeah, like the the kids need a for the love of money book. Just yeah. so you know. Hey, I'm all over that that children's book. That is no problem. That'd be really cool. All right, man. Last I'm, question. Give yeah. me a reason why people should be unapologetic about their pursuit of success. Oh yeah, because you you dishonor the gift you've been given by apologizing for it. Mm. 
Whoa, short and sweet and high impact, brother. Dude, (laughs) I love it. Marshall, thank you for being on, man. It absolutely means the world that you take this much time and and just share all your greatness and everything that you're doing with everybody who's listening. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for giving me the time. My privilege. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.